Welcome to Jen Cares, powered by Chosen Podcast, a podcast that brings the community to you. Each week, we will feature a guest that will help us stay in the know. Now, here's your host, Jen Cares. Welcome to Jen Cares, powered by Chosen Counselors. I am your host, Jen Cares, and the founder of Chosen Counselors, a nonprofit organization that seeks to inspire, motivate, empower, and strengthen individuals and families. As always, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for tuning in, for liking, for commenting, for sharing, and all of that jazz. I truly appreciate you because what you do, what you do, helps us to continue doing what we are doing. So special thanks to Tyresha who joined us last week. I hope you had your cup of tea today. Mm, I did and it was refreshing. Ah. But as we continue this month's series, Surviving Life, I want to share again the heart behind this month's theme. To survive means to continue to live or exist in spite of danger or hardship. A survivor is a person who survives, especially a person remaining alive after an event in which others have died. Yet surviving means remaining alive, Hmm. especially after the death of another or others. It's continuing to exist is remaining intact. And this theme came about because survival, my friends, is a daily thing. And I've called on some friends that are surviving and I wanted them to share what helps them to keep going. As we are all in the beginning of the year, I don't want you to let nothing stop you from obtaining your dream, friend. There was a play, Laugh to Keep From Crying. And friends, life can hit us hard sometimes. It could be overwhelming underwhelming, unexpected, and downright frustrating. But many have gone on before us, and some have endured some tough situations, and they are inspiration to let us know that we can make it. Today, we even celebrate Martin Luther King. He's letting us know that we can make it if we hold true to some principles that he tried to teach us. But you know what? I'd be a liar to say that all have stayed in the race. Some have thrown in the towel by way of just letting things fall or even taking our lives and different things of that sort. But us who remain, I want us to know that we, friends, can survive. And I want us to keep surviving. So tonight's goal is to share that there, with hope and humor, hmm, we can survive this thing called life. And tonight's segment is called Hope and Humor. And it's actually uh, the title of our guest tonight's business. So tonight's guest is going to share his story, how hope and humor has helped him in his surviving. So help me welcome tonight's guest, Leon Harris of Hope and Humor. Woo! <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you tonight? No, I can't complain. I'm so excited. It's going to be a great night because yes. hope and humor, well, we got to laugh at some stuff that really keep from crying sometimes, right? All the time for me. <laughs> All the time. All the time. So we're going to get into it. First, over here at Jen Cares, we start with the quote of the day. Today's quote of the day is, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. Again, Hope is being able to see that there is light 
despite all of the darkness. And that's by Desmond Tutu. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> that is definitely true because the, the times when you need hope is most of the time when it's really dark, when you can't see or envision or understand how you're going to make it out. So you feel like you're in a dark space. You feel like you're just crawling, reaching for the light, trying to figure out where it's at. So that definitely is a that's a powerful quote. I like that one. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Desmond Tutu also recently passed, but he was a, a figure to be reckoned with as well of sharing words and tidbits and things of that sort. So such a good one. Hope being able yeah. to find that light. We're gonna talk about finding some light tonight, friends. As always, I have prepared some questions to guide tonight's topic. So, all of my chosen friends, be sure to engage in conversation by commenting below. My cat Cleo is also engaging in conversation. Apologize, don't apologize. But all let's right. get into it, Leon. <laughs> Tell us all about right. yourself. All right. So, I'm Leon. Um, I'm Leon Harris. I'm 31. I'm married, uh, going on, I think, eight years. Uh, first time I forgot. Going on eight years. Woo! Um, you remember? <laughs> Woo! Eight years. <laughs> Um, I have a four-year-old daughter. Um, sometimes she feels like she's 34, a little bit older than me. Um, and I'm a, um, I'm a actually a, a quadriplegic, um, complete, uh, which means that I don't have the possibility of walking ever again. Um, uh, as of hopefully, uh, uh, I'm aspiring to be a cybersecurity cybersecurity analyst. Um, and it's looking really good uh, for somebody that kind of just shifted gears. And I think it's all because of the favor of God. So some doors have opened up and I'm excited for that opportunity and that career starting for me. Um, just a funny guy um, that learns how to use his humor to make it through some dark times. Uh, it's a little bit about me. Yeah. Had to use humor to make some make it through some dark times. So can we rewind time just a little bit? Can you share with us about what um happened um for you to be um in a surviving mode that you're in? Um, so basically, um, 15 years ago, March 26, 2007, I was um actually coming home from work. I was 17. I had just turned 17 two weeks prior, and I was coming home from work. Um, I got off the bus on my block and some gentlemen who uh, it was actually four people involved, but two gentlemen specifically hopped out the car and um, attempted to rob me. Um, I was young at that time, thought I was fast. My house wasn't far away. So I attempted to run. I didn't uh, think nothing of it because it was a, it was a kind of hostile situation. They actually wanted me to go into a darker alleyway. That alleyway is known for notorious other things happening. I'm like, I'm not about to be caught dead back there. Um, so my option was to try to run to my house. Um, unbeknownst to me, the young man had a gun and he shot. Um, I'm guessing it's one bullet. I didn't hear the shot, but I instantly, you know, I was paralyzed when I kind of, I guess, regained consciousness on the ground. Um, I had to endure, uh, four months in the hospital between a regular hospital and a rehab hospital. During that time, I had a lot of complications. I had two GI bleeds. Um, my lung collapsed. Um, what else happened? Um, I actually, at that time, I lost all sensation in my body. So the only thing I could move was my head. Um, for about three months, I couldn't move my arms. I had to regain the use of it. 
and learn how to do everything all over again in regards to that. Um, and all this was, you know, while I'm 17. So in my head, I, I basically had to grow up overnight. I went from being a kid to now I got adult things to worry about. Like I got to worry about my whole body before my education. Um, but I was able to graduate high school on time. Um, I was able to quote unquote walk with my class. Um, and from there, I just had to learn how to adjust basically. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was, that was the most interesting part was adjusting to this new way of walking for me. Mm-hmm. We're getting around. Got it. So, so this month's theme is surviving. So there were some moments, um, that you may have felt defeated. Can you walk us through that and what that process was? Not just that situation, but really any situation sometimes can take us there. Um, but yeah. Um, so one of the craziest moments I feel like in my in my life um, was when I was in the hospital. And this was around the time when I kind of lost the use of my arms. And when you're not able to move your any part of your body, if you need a call bell, they have a system where it's something like an arm like this mm-hmm. and it has a straw on it and you blow into the straw to call your nurse. The thing is, this only works if you need to call your nurse. If the nurse before puts the straw in an p- appropriate place for a quadriplegic okay. to get it. So it was one night. It was late at night. It was the night shift. Um, and we all know they don't come around that often in a night shift. Mm-hmm. And I was laying there for about three hours calling, hoping somebody would come to me. Mm-hmm. Um that was that was I think one of the that was like the moment when I knew how I guess vulnerable I was, how mm-hmm. my life is so much different now and that I have to rely on people and I have to figure out how I'm going to cope and deal with this um going forward in my life. Um that was that was a time I did lose hope. I, I was kinda like I was I was kinda over at that point. I was like, this I'd rather be going than to have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't even my fault. I wasn't doing nothing wrong. And I got to figure out how to adjust to this. So that was when I kind of, I guess, learned how to have hope that night. Mm, So powerful. So after the nurse finally did come, what was the process moving forward to help nighttime be a little bit better for somebody to respond if you needed support? Um, No disrespect, but I had a great support system. Um, Mm -hmm. I had favor from the Lord that my mother worked at Jefferson. um, So she kind of knew some people. Mm-hmm. And they were they made sure that never happened again. <laughs> they the Lord and they yeah. that that didn't happen again. Uh, that's what we want to hear. We don't want that to happen for anybody. And yeah. if y'all got somebody in there, tell them yeah. to call Leon's mom. She got the hookup. <laughs> um, but I love it. Um, thank you for your transparency in that moment as well. Because sometimes when you feel like you know, you depend on somebody else and they're not there. Sometimes you're like, what can I do? What will I do? Um, And that was an adjustment to learn. And our friends that are listening, there's been some times where you feel like, who can I really call on? Who can I support? You know, who can support me rather? Um, And then sometimes we have that piece where we're prideful, I guess, you know, to have to ask somebody to share moments like that. Yeah, um, I'm I am a prideful person because I'm I'm really independent. I don't like to ask for help. I will struggle first and then mm-hmm. ask. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, prideful moment. I don't even. I, I, the last prideful moment I had, I'm not. I don't even. It's so many. The last prideful moment I had is um, my wife was asking me to get a, a lawnmower. She she wanted we needed to take the lawnmower out of the shed, and mm-hmm. my backyard is not really handicap accessible, mm-hmm. and I was like. 
I felt big and bad. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna figure it out. She's like, no, no, I'm gonna help you. I was like, no, I got it. And yeah, it was, it was, it was a task and a half. I figured it out because that's mm-hmm. what I try to. That's the whole goal for me is to try to figure it out. Yeah. But it was, yeah. it would have been a lot easier if I'd have just been like, all right, yeah, I need help. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I still go through that even 15 years later where I'll try. But I think I, I am starting as I get older to understand um, the level of my disability who, and that I'm getting older. So mm-hmm. I have to kind of let go of the independence and kind of be like, all right, dog, you, you, you are handy. Yeah, just 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 suck it up <laughs> yeah, yeah i got it um and if me and my chosen friends are honest we all sometimes have a prideful moment <clears throat> because we do think like you know we could if i don't know i can figure it out mm-hmm. you know google and you uh google mm-hmm. and um, youtube yes can teach you so many different things but there's still some things where we do have to ask somebody else or we yes. still need somebody else because even to get to google somebody had to put the um <laughs> The answers there or YouTube. Somebody had to go through the experience to be able to share that video. Yeah. Um, and, and again, we're all, we are all uh, working to get better. Uh-oh, Lance said you're getting a little better with it. Okay. Now, Amen. Now, Thank you. <laughs> your wife has entered the building. She said, I want to answer. Uh oh. No, no, no. The internet connection problem. What's wrong with my internet? Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So let's talk about um, the moments when you do get into the funk, when you do get into a moment of darkness, because, you know, um, this is the beginning of the year. We may be having some thoughts and regrets, feelings, whatever, about what we didn't do in 2021, Mm -hmm, because we're 22 Mm. now. Um, And things like that, sir, what are some things to help you to get out of that funk, to help you to stay focused um, on what it is that you want to do? Definitely prayer, talking to God. And for me, it's, 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 it's prayer, but it's also knowing all that God has done and brought me from. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of makes, for me, um, it makes it hard to complain, knowing what my life should have been, could have been supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I complain, but I, I do, I don't, I try not to. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I try not to get down. But if I do, yeah, it's definitely prayer. Um, and it's, uh, <sighs> It's hard because when I get it's, it's you get so low sometimes it's mm-hmm. it's and it comes on just out of nowhere life could be going good and then it just be that one moment be like mm. and it just sets you back and it's it really for me it's just reflection of just knowing where where I've been what I've come through what I've been through and just pulling on that to help pull me out mm. you still feel the feels but long story short it's not a lot of time to feel the feels there's too much other stuff to do so. You got to kind of bounce back fast. Yes, yes. I like the part of that reflection piece. And sometimes life could hit us with so many curveballs. We forget about the good times or the parts where we did make it through. You know, yeah. when God did make that way out of no way. Yeah. Um, but it's until we had that moment where we kind of get in it of like, this really stinks. This is not fun. We all complain. Yep, friends, you don't got to raise your hands. I know I'll raise it for us all. Um, but then once we get through that human moment, it's like, but God, you brought me through before. I know you can do it again. It don't feel mm-hmm. like it. I don't know that I really see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I really feel it. I don't know that I taste it. All of my senses are trying to kick in and see how they can see that this change is about to happen. Um, but because you have done so many things before, because you have woken me up this morning and mm-hmm. given me this day, I'm going to keep on putting my best foot forward. And I heard somebody sing, um, I won't complain today. 
And as you were saying it, the words were coming back to me of my good days outweigh my bad days. And if we just remember that part, mm -hmm. we're trying to complain. It's like, up, oh, I can't complain. Yeah. I'm gonna be funky because yep. it still ain't how I wanted to be. But I'm not gonna complain because it could be worse, right? Lord, I, I, it could be like, yeah. I, I always think of I have friends that their paralysis is a little worse than mine. So I'm always mm -hmm. thinking back to being grateful for what I do have. I don't have everything, but mm -hmm. I have I have what I need that I'm able to do for myself. And I know everyone don't have that same mm -hmm. ability. And um, that that causes me to always be grateful. Like, oh, it, it could be, mm -hmm. and it could go tomorrow. Like, it could be gone. That's right. why people always ask me right. why. A lot of people ask me like, well, why do you use a manual chair? Why do you do so much? Yeah, because you, I lost it. I I didn't have it. For, I didn't have mm -hmm. it. It was yeah, it was three months, but. To know that you can't move your arms, like, no, I'm going to do whatever I can, as much as I can, until as long mm -hmm. as I can. Yeah. So the wheels fall off, literally. So the wheels fall off, literally. And the mango chair is where you um, navigate yourself? Yeah, where you navigate yourself, not the little fast little power chair. No, it's just the main yeah. one. You go on a pill, it's like, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't have to worry about no batteries. You know, you got that strength. You got it. And you strong. Yeah. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> Oh goodness. I'm a teenager in this chair. Okay, got you, got you. Um, but that's one of the pieces that I love in your story, Leon. You are um humorous is the word, a comedian in a sense, you know, of trying to stay upbeat in those moments when it's like you really could be like pissy Leon or you know, fussy yeah. Leon of like <laughs> leave me alone. I've been through mm -hmm. enough. Um going your merry way. Um, what helps you to be of support to others, you know, those that may be, um, you know, in a different field of uh, uh, para, um, being paraplegic, right? That's the right word? Mm -hmm. um, paraplegic, yeah, paralyzed, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so what are your ways to even be of inspiration to them or how are they of inspiration to you to keep you encouraged and motivated? Um, for me, it's, uh, it's, it's knowing I was there and I didn't have no, I, I, I had one, I had a brother, my coach, I didn't have nobody. I did have a brother, um, Rashad, um, I rest his soul, but yeah, he was there. He helped me get through. Um, mm -hmm. and it was, it's, that was all I had, but I, it, I didn't, I felt like I, I needed more. I didn't have a lot of resources cause he was, you know, he was, he was somebody, he was a different situation to me. So he didn't have all the answers that I needed. So I had to figure out on my own and that was, that was hard. And that's what mm -hmm. I want to prevent for anybody else going through this. Like, I, you don't need to be year five figuring out, oh, I can drive. You don't mm -hmm. need to be figuring out how to do better transfers. You don't need to figure out the therapy that you need to do. Like, mm -hmm. you can have all these tools and resources when the first year sets you for life. Because it's the foundation. Once you learn it, it's, it, it changes your life. Everything that I'm learning now, everything, I keep learning something new. And it keeps changing mm -hmm. my life. Um, and I don't want anybody new to have to go through the craziness that I went through and technology and the resources are so vast now it's, it's way easier to get things it's mm -hmm. so easy to get stuff and taken care of so I just want to make sure people good behind me and that's the part the resources are so vast but yet still some people don't know about them yeah so how do you get resources out to others to let them know hey nope I learned this maybe five years in but you can learn this day one how do you do that what is your mechanism for doing that uh, for me I'm a part of um I was a part of two different like support groups um so there's I'm a volunteer at McGee so one thing they do is that they have somebody in my age range or mm -hmm. ethnicity who gets injured they'll ask me to come talk to them so that's one way i do it um and social media now is just 
That's a way right. to connect. You throw a couple of hashtags and you start right. building a community of mm -hmm. other wheelchair users. And it, it, it's amazing and beautiful. And again, it's, it's always learning. Like everyone does a different process and mm -hmm. some may, things might work for you. Some things might work for me. Like it's just, it's trial and error, but it's a good trial and error because you have options now before, like five years ago, you, you was on your own. You literally was on your own figuring out what a doctor who didn't know how to take care of you. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's crazy. I like the support groups. Last week we talked about the importance of sometimes needing others. And mm -hmm. um, you shared how you have a shot. Um, you didn't feel like you needed more. Right now in your life, who would you say are those people that are key in supporting you to be Leon? See, I was going to make a joke. I was going to make a really bad joke. I had to catch myself. Well, um, my brother Lance. Humor, so you could joke, but. Uh, I know, I know. I didn't want to make, I, I know. Uh, but no, <laughs> some people like Lance, um, Kareem, um, they're, they're like my brothers. They've been there for a minute. Like they've been, they, and I forget how long they've been there, but like they've been through thick and thin and a lot of hospital visits. Um, that's, that's, that's the majority of my core right there. I, I'm kind of mm -hmm. tight knit. Um, I have some mm -hmm. other friends I have in Delaware who are always there whenever I need to need them. Um, but I kind of, I kind of stay close. Like I kind of, if I develop a bond, I kind of try to keep it as long as I can. Right. And I don't let too many new in. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like change, <laughs> but <laughs> God brings people who, who need to be in your life at the time they need to be. And I do accept that. And I'm always observant of that. And that's the most important part. Cause I get it. Cause sometimes, um, you bring people and you find out that they're not really for you. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, I don't, I don't, is something wrong with your internet? Let me see, because I'm not going to read it out loud. I'm just let you see it. I don't want no problems at the Harris household. <laughs> Can't get rid of the rib. The rib is always there. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I love it. Um, So in that, you are a girl dad and you are a husband. Um, Did you ever feel like that wasn't in your future? Yeah. I I, I didn't expect First of all, I didn't expect to be a father, I'll be honest, for a while. And I didn't definitely expect to be married. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say it just like happened, but it was just the, de the development of it, how it happened was just organic. It wasn't like a force, like um, mm -hmm. people like married at first, like, I got to get married. I got to get married. No, it was. Let's just not talk about that show. They're doing uh, couples bad. Yeah, I, I, I've been people watching since first season. And yes, yeah, it's, it's going downhill for me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it was, it just, it just developed naturally. It was somebody that was caring. That was, that was attentive. That was beautiful. That was nice. And it just, it flowed from a friendship to just a relationship. And it, uh, it just happened. Um, and we had conversations about the kid and I, originally I was like, no, I'm all right. I don't know. Then I was like, all right, we'll go ahead and try it. Um, mm -hmm. and we had to go through IVF and we had to make the decision that during IVF was like, okay, do we, we do this, we put this money in and we pray for our own. If not, we're happy with being uncles and aunts. Mm -hmm. And we was blessed with our daughter. Um, mm -hmm. I cried at the birth because I wanted a boy. Um, so when I saw the hair come out, I, I was I was um, sad. Um, and since I didn't get a boy, I was able to flip my name backwards and give her Noel. Um, so a lot of people think she's a Christmas baby, but actually it's my junior, my name backwards. Um, but and looking back on, I do love being a father. I love being a, I love being a husband and a father. I love having people that I can care for and pour back into and give to them and 
look after them. And it's 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 a good feeling. It's a really good feeling. And again, when you get shot at 17, you kind of don't think it's going to happen. It's just like, mm-hmm. ain't nobody putting up with this. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody dealing with this for life. And mm-hmm. she's dealing with it for life. Yes, yes, I love it. Yes, you, tear. I'm thank you for clarifying who you were talking about. Um, I'm on no troubles. Um, I'm still on a piece of you crying because of a girl, not a boy. I, <laughs> I don't know because, that I was expecting it to come out next. <laughs> so, people had this thing where they had all these wives, these myths, these wives what do they call wives' tales? You mm-hmm. see the water if you pee and the water goes in a circle the other way. If you spin a quarter around the belly, all the signs pointed to boy. And I was for nine months, I was so because we didn't know the sex. We wanted okay. to just, we was going to find out when the baby was born. I didn't mm-hmm. want to do a gender reveal. Um, my wife was like, what? I was like, yeah, it's, it's foolish. We're going to find out anyway. The gender reveal is when they're born. That's the party. <laughs> free, free party. Let's save the money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really want to, I want, but I, I'm good. I'm good. She, she's, my daughter beats me up. So I, I, I get the rough and tumble and I still get to be a girl dad. So it's, it's a good yeah. mix. I have a good blend. I got it. I got it. Awesome. Um, uh, some love in the comments. Lance is saying, Love you, bro. Love you too, man. And he's also saying, You're a great father. I'm sorry, you're a great husband and father. Keep going. Thank you, bro. And that's always good to hear because as you sh- shared, like you didn't know that it would happen, and then for it to happen, and for you to be doing amazing at it, like wow, yeah, kudos, right? Thank you. Yeah, I, I try. And not that it's easy, it's a growing you learn it every day. day, every day you learn it. <laughs> Um, I have a friend who reached out. She's like, so my kid is this. What should I do today? Because yesterday what I did, it kind of worked, but then it worked. What I'm going to try today? We're going to keep you on figuring never, it out. Yeah. yeah. So you get what works. Exactly. Um, and it's almost like um, chastisement. You're like, beat them, beat them. That doesn't work for every kid. One. Two, we can't um, beat them to where, you know, mm-hmm. mandated reporter. <laughs> um but you want to find what works for that child. It could be taking away their phone, taking away from that game, having a conversation. Each person is different. So really trying to find what works best for them. And that's what we do um, with our parenting. We definitely try to um, parent differently than how we were parented. So we try mm-hmm. to do a lot of positive reinforcement, a lot of mm-hmm. um, helping her understand why she did what she did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not, we perfect now. Everything's not perfect, mm-hmm. but the intent is to allow her to have a voice so that it could be a communication where it's not a, a fear type of deal. Yeah. There's still there's still a respect and a reverence there, but it's not right. uh, I'm afraid. Oh my God. Right, right. Yeah, it didn't take me long growing up. I, I could count on one hand how many beans I got because I wasn't for that life. You give me that look, <sighs> not a problem. What else you need me to do? <laughs> Just didn't I work for me. The opposite way. I <laughs> I was hard headed as the old folk would say. Uh, hard headed. Uh, they say hard head make us soft behind. I was getting ready to say that's what they said. I forgot about that saying. I just I was about to say it too. Yeah, that's what they yes. said. I had a soft old tail. Yeah. Oh goodness. Now, but luckily, so I can mean. have a hard head and I don't have to feel the beatings now. Hope and humor. So, being married um, is defined in your uh, situation as interable. What is an interable couple? Interable couple um, is the definition. The definition of interable couple is where there's one person that's able-bodied and the other person might have a disability. I mean, that could be mm. physical, mental, emotional. It doesn't have to just be a wheelchair. It could be any disability, and that would mm. qualify as interable. Okay. And um, as should I did check out some of your vlogs. Um, on the site, do you do you write them on your wife or you do together? 
I write every, no, my wife. My wife's the rest. <laughs> I did write one. I wrote, I think I wrote the one on father about being a father. I did write that one. I was like, I have to write this one. But my wife is amazing at everything that goes over Harris Open Humor. She's, she's, I, I had, she's killing it. I, she has the vision for it. I'm just like, yeah. I'm, I'm the humor. Got it. I'm, the, I'm, the humor. Thank you. I'm glad she brings us some hope. <laughs> But now you're right to the all. I don't, oh goodness. This is going to be an interesting conversation when y'all done. If I can be the fly on the wall. Um, but I love on the website of how in this blog it was talking about interable and how it doesn't mean your inspiration. Um, Once I highlight pieces of why it doesn't mean your inspiration, um, I'll share my thoughts. But what are your, what were your guys' thoughts in saying that an interable couple does not mean that you're an inspiration? Because the, the word inspiration, I feel like it's thrown around so much. Um, I can get, I can, I can roll out my front door and get the mail out of my mailbox and somebody will walk by. Oh my God, that's amazing that you did that. And that kind of attitude is what people think is inspirational. They think like the daily things that you do just because you're disabled is amazing. So they think my wife is a queen and a goddess. I mean, she is a queen, but they think like she's like a saint or something because she married somebody in a wheelchair. It's like, Oh man, like I'm, it's not that bad. Um, but <laughs> it's we just live in life. We just, everybody just living their life. Everybody mm-hmm. lives their life. Everybody has some type of challenge. There's nobody right. that doesn't have a challenge anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's we, we all just living. It's just right. my challenge is a little different than your challenge. And you said it could be uh, an array of disabilities, physical, mental, yes. things of that sort. So mm-hmm. we all could be walking around. Absolutely all, all are. We all are. Um, and it's funny because, you know, we're so quick to do like the hashtag couple goals. And then mm-hmm. Sharon, sometimes we don't know what it took for them to get to where they are. Picture her only shows a bare glimpse. You don't know that they just cussed each other out before or cussed each other out after exactly. or whatever happened to even get to that day or the times that it was hard. It wasn't good um, to get there. So just being careful how we do that, because then if it doesn't work out, you idolize the wrong marriage like you just you gotta every marriage every marriage is their own too you can't take oh i saw such and such do that yeah that works for such and such because of their personalities but our personalities might be not be able to handle that so Mm -hmm. everything you gotta each marriage is their own individual walk and that's how people have to look at it like you can't you can't do what bob and Susie are doing bob and Susie doing all kinds of stuff you can't do everything Mm -hmm. they do right because you might not like that. You got to do a work for your house. And sometimes people be like, you know, what would you do in this situation? (laughs) Talk to your spouse. What does your spouse want to do? Because I can tell you something, but if that's not what your spouse wants to do, and that's not really what you want to do, actually, you tell me what it is that you want to do and how we'll talk through how you can share that with your spouse. Because again, y'all two live there. I can tell y'all to go on the roof, spin around five times, and you go up there on the roof and spin around, and you don't make it that fifth time, or you did it and it didn't work out how you thought. No, you got to do what works for your house. Because if I spin around my roof, it works for me. Exactly. I'm not around um, <laughs> but, you know, just whatever it is that you're doing. Um, yeah, good. So another part was saying an, inter- an interable couple, it's not that you're, you are only a support to your spouse. Let's talk on that. I'm sorry. I saw the comments. I, I didn't realize they were coming in. I'm sorry. Can you say that again? <laughs> Um, you are only a support to your spouse. That is not one of the definitions of being an interable couple. Oh yeah, most definitely. No, Tierra, Tierra is not just a support. I'm a support to Tierra as well. Like we help each other. Like thing, mm-hmm. that's what you're supposed to be as a helpmate. Where she's weak, right. I'm strong. Where I'm strong, she's weak. 
it uh, she really helped like I don't think I would be the person I am today. Not even like her physical help to push my chair. She doesn't really have to do that too much often. Like I don't I don't mm-hmm. ask for that. Um but the push and the drive that she helped me to obtain and to get and I'm doing things I never really thought I would have done since being paralyzed and like she helped make me realize like no dog you can do like it's possible it can happen just just try it and i've tried things and it's like oh, okay it's real i can do this i want to touch on that but the, i'm gonna come back to it because the third one that it said that um is not a good definition for interable is you settled <sighs> exactly the thing about relationships are it's not always about the outward that matters if you can make somebody feel like a million bucks and, and genuinely mean it, because you can make anybody feel like anything you want. Mm-hmm. That could be manipulation. But if you can mm-hmm. genuinely care for somebody, I think that overrides a majority of things. Yeah, you know, you do have to be um, not naive and count in the physical, you know, toll of things something can take. But if you're mm-hmm. able to handle that and the love can outweigh the physical things you have to do, you're not settling. You You made out like a bandit. When right. somebody overlooks another man's trash, is your treasure. Like, you, you're not settling. Mm. On the website, it said, there is a human, a person who is capable and worthy of love outside of whatever their disability is. It's the way they make you feel. The way they see you, despite of the disability, that makes the relationship, and no one should be settling. And mm-hmm. that's so powerful because no matter what your status is, um, the hope is that you never settle. You didn't it's like, well, maybe nobody's gonna come around. I might as well go with this person. I don't want you to live in the hell exactly. <laughs> when you don't have to. And not that it wouldn't necessarily be hell because you want some people get in situations like, because y'all told me no, I'm gonna do it anyway, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. fight to make it work. But the fight that you gotta go through to get there, why go through that? As you share, exactly. it happened organically. You know, it's that friendship, and before you knew it, like. That's my rib, you know, and then from there it blossoms to what you have now. And sometimes people get caught up because that inspiration that we saw, or you know, that support they want support. That's not what it's about, you know. You got to do some stuff too because it to keep it, you know, balanced and things of that sort. Because if one person is doing all the things, after I was like, What are you bringing? What I need you for, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. So let's go back to that piece of what you're doing that you didn't think was possible to do. So like you're reaching for the stars and really thriving and surviving. What are some of those things? I mean, for the biggest thing for me is um, this leap into cybersecurity. Um, mm-hmm. It's literally like a year turnaround. Um, and not many people know about it. Like I haven't really discussed it or talked about it much, but. Um, Look at us getting the inside scoop, please. <laughs> Last February, um, I ended up starting a boot camp, a uh, cybersecurity boot camp at Full Stack. Um, mm-hmm. I actually applied to it. They had a they had a scholarship for African Americans, and I was mm-hmm. like, "I'm gonna apply. I'm not gonna get it, but I'm gonna apply anyway. Save me mm-hmm. that money." And I actually got it. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay, God, like, all right." So now I gotta see this out. Like, no way of turning it down. And mm-hmm. I went through it, and I fell in love with it. I was like, "Oh, I like this. I really want to see what this see this through." Um, and for most, what a lot of people don't understand is when you're disabled, you kind of get into the mind frame of just rely on the government checks. Mm. They kind of of pigeonhole you. The system is set up in a kind of way where you're kind of pigeonholed. So if you want to get a job, but you can't work too many hours because of your health, Mm. okay, you got to work a certain amount of hours. It almost becomes Mm. not beneficial to work because you lose all your benefits if you make over $1,000 a month. So Mm -hmm. for a long time, I wasn't going to work 
because the government had me pigeonholed, but it was just like at a, at a certain point, it was like, no, I got to see if I can make something happen. And God made it work out where I'm not a college kid. I, I, I wasn't, I'm, I'm smart. I'm really intelligent, but um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know how to sit still and study and all like that, that well. So I'm 15 years late on what I should have been doing, but it worked out the way it needed to, where I could do, I can get the meat and bones of everything. I can get all the technical aspects of it. I love mm-hmm. to read that. That keeps me entertained and I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally, a, a, I'm, I'm a year, I like in between a year of time, I can have a job in cybersecurity, which is unheard of for people just coming out of school like this for most people. Like with no experience, like God is working it out where I could be doing something crazy and I'm excited for it and excited to see how long it takes me and where I go and how many people I can help with this. Cause that's ultimately my goal is to make sure right. people protect it. And it's so important and so needed, especially cybersecurity. I've been doing some training. I'm like, what? They could do that? They could, what? Yes. I need information. Um, yes. And it's the simple things that we don't know. You know, it's so many, because we have switched to virtual, everybody has an email address now, right? So then mm-hmm. you get an email and you think it's from Amazon. You think it really is from Facebook and you respond and you give these people information. This is stuff that people need to know. Maybe I need to do one. I'm going to just give y'all one tip. If it, Don't ever give, you never give any personal information out on anything if you don't know where it came from. If somebody just email you randomly, you got to vet it. Don't even, don't give them, don't give them another email. Don't give them your phone number. Definitely don't give them an address. Don't give them nothing like that because you want to confirm that they know who you are. Don't just give yeah. your information out. You need to say, how do you know me? Can you verify my address? I know where I live. You tell me yes. if you know where I live. Yes. That's that's the one uh, That's the one thing I want people to understand. Like, just keep your business your Absolutely. business. Absolutely. Stop and putting even your in your pictures. <laughs> even tapping on the email address because it is say Amazon, but when you tap on it, it's saying such and such and such at Gmail, that can be mm-hmm. Amazon. Yeah. Amazon has a different name or uh tag and things of that sort. And sometimes you just see at first glance, and you're like, oh, this is them. Let me let them know. Or like when they're calling. Um, one guy got mad at me. He was like, Are you stupid or are you dumb? Well, you're the one calling me, and you don't know what you're talking about. So you might be uh, that one. Exactly. Um, but people are you know trying to get over on us. Um, and that's so Every cool. Day. Uh, your wife is sharing some facts over here. Only 22.5% of disabled men work. And I think that ties into what you were sharing of. Yeah. Um, the system is like, mm. the system is, I got kicked off of social security. I, 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 again, like I, we hadn't really talked about, it. I got kicked off of it recently because they, their system was so jacked up. They didn't realize when I moved that I was married. So I had applied. I told them I got married when I got married. For some reason, the system never knew I was married. Mm-hmm. So when they reevaluated me, they was like, oh, your wife make this much? And it was like literally a couple hundred dollars over the limit. Mm-hmm. They just took my stuff. I was like, okay. And that's when that's when it was like, oh, okay, I gotta get another plan. I can't live like this. Like this, this mm-hmm. is this is crazy. But it's it's the system. Well, let's talk about that too. So you get married, you're just mm-hmm. trying to have a nice life, and this one income is now supposed to care for everybody in the household. How does that work? You know, so the system sometimes can be janky. It's the same with, um, you know, social ser- uh, social services as well, like getting food stamps, again, stipends mm-hmm. and things of that sort. It's like, well, if I don't do this, I won't make it. Or exactly. um, unfortunately, um, the minimum wage and things of that sort, it's not enough for everybody. And exactly. They're getting it, but not getting it. And then upset that people are staying in the system, but it's helping them to survive. And Exactly. And they just, I, I don't even know what they need to do. It's just, it's a, it's a cycle and they try to keep you in a cycle and you have to figure out get and have the wisdom of how to get out of that cycle and break that cycle 
And that's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to do. I'm I'm trying to for me and other people I know, like how how do you get out the system? Because mm-hmm. it's not set up to help you at all. It's this you and and that doesn't help you have hope. That mm-hmm. doesn't help you have humor when you every day, where's my next meal coming from? Can mm-hmm. I go to the doctor? Like, am I going to go to the doctor and get a, a, a crappy doctor because it's Medicaid? I don't mm-hmm. want a crappy doctor just because I'm on a government insurance. I would like to have a good doctor that cares about my health. Right. It's it's those things. So it's right, right. It's hard. It's friends, hard. even if you got good insurance or whatever you consider good insurance, make sure you got a good doctor because some of these babies mm-hmm. went to school but still don't know what they're doing. I do a whole interview before I agree to them being my doctor. Hey, how long you been working here? How was their bedside <laughs> manner? Should I be with them? Um, yep. That's some quality. You want somebody that's good. And that's in anything you're going through. So friends, oh, yep. take that advice, you know. Um, so some other things that you're doing, that's pretty cool for the cyber. I'm going to check in to see how that comes along. Um, another thing you do is you drive. Tell yeah. us about that. Uh, that happened, uh, my daughter's four, about five, maybe five, six years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. again, one of them just random things. I got married. I wasn't driving. My wife was chauffeuring me around everywhere. And we went to a support group, another support group, and it was happened to be at the same place where they do driving instructions for people for paralyzed people. And mm-hmm. I heard about it. And I, I I left the support group to go find. I'm like, how do I do this? I don't I don't need the support group anymore. I'm, I'm right. I got what this I came for. This is why I was here. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. And the funny part was, so I got injured when I was 17. Never never got the experience of getting a permit, driving and all like that. And it was now I'm 27 trying to learn how to drive mm-hmm. for the first time. And I'm trying to learn how to drive with hand controls. Um, so the instructor looked at me and was like, yeah, dude, you're going to take about uh, about six months to learn how to drive. It's going to take you a long time. Mm-hmm. Six months is not a long time. But when you're paying $140 mm-hmm. a lesson, right? that's a lot of money. And I was, I was like... Right. I did it in six weeks. I got yeah, done in six okay. weeks. And I got done legally in six weeks. Like the guy was so impressed. He was like, Y'all lying. He's drove before. I said, I just played GTA, dude. I don't I don't know how to drive. I, <laughs> I just played video games. Um and I passed my I like my test the first drive. Um two months later, drove to DC. Then later that year, we was driving all around uh Tennessee, the Atlanta to Tennessee. Like I I just drive everywhere now. I I just drive. I don't I don't got a problem being behind the wheel. As long as my spasms go on ride with me, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, but he <laughs> said I just played the video game. And you know, so many people <laughs> feel like after they have done video games or enough bumper cars, I'm I'm gonna put this up because it's just home oh, and humor. Here we he said go. you should have took the whole six months. Because because if we're honest, some people that you know don't have an equity still take a long time because they're parking. Mm-hmm. That parking to get you. Everybody be no, honest. How, did y'all pass on your first try? I, I did. I did. But I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to I don't live where I have to parallel park. So when mm-hmm. I come to Philadelphia and I parallel park, it takes me about four or five times. That's why he said mm-hmm. I need six months. That's the only thing I can't do is parallel park. You know, it is unfair. Um, I lived in Maryland for some years, and they really don't have parallel parking there either. Um, and then when you first come back to Philly, we're saying it was like, oh, okay, I got to learn this again. We got to rewrn. But after you mm-hmm. got it, you good to go. But truth be told, there's some people that are in Philadelphia or states and cities where you do have to parallel park that still struggle. And then you feel Funny bad because after they finally get in there, you know, you could have whipped it. You'd be turning and looking like, dang, sis, dang, bro. But sometimes it happens to be, oh, we've all been I here. hate it. I hate parallel park. <laughs> I'll go somewhere else and sit, not even at the park. I'll just sit. Well, it's nice when you could pull up too, or just like yep. back up and do those things. 
we all like that. Whether you know, it's just anybody easy. or not. Yep, it is. You don't want to hear nobody call. You don't want them to hit your car. So yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Um, another thing you did or have done is wheelchair rugby. Let's talk about that. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Just um, I remember like pictures and things that start seeing that. So how did that come about? Uh, again, another random moment. I'm starting to realize a lot of my life moments just randomly happen now. Um, they're not, really, I mean, some things are planned out, yeah, organically, yeah, for sure. I went to a, um, a expo, um, and this is an expo for disabilities, so it's just all kinds of things that you didn't know you could do. Um, mm-hmm. and one of the things was wheelchair rugby, so I said, oh, I'll hop in the chair, try it out. And we, I, I, I loved it then. As soon as I got it, I was like, Oh, I like this. I didn't get out the chair for like two hours, so I was like, I'm mm-hmm. like, that? um. And then I ended up actually joining the team. Um, mm-hmm. I played about three years. I was trash. I stayed on the bench most of the time. Um, but <laughs> uh, I will listen. I want to see y'all get in a, a rugby chair and go out there and slam in the people and try to figure <laughs> out the whole game. You was um, part of the team, though. That's all that I was matters. On the team. I was going on the road trips, sitting in the hotels, eating the food <laughs> on the lot. I was, I was there. Got the, I got the championships. They gave me the, the chip, so I did I something you. right. Yes. Oh, but I'm uh my head my health started messing up, so I had to take a little break. I actually thought I retired, but I'm trying to figure out my schedule so I can get back to it. But this um panoramic is kind of getting in the way, so I don't know. Let me find out you coming out of retirement. Um, I would like to. I would like to. Oh goodness. <laughs> you know, bench players I needed to because you <laughs> You never know when they go pull you into the game. Exactly. I, I actually had to play twenty when I, in my first year. I think I had to play like two whole games, and I was like, "Me? Like y'all want this? Y'all don't want this? It's like playing three or four. I'm just out here." <laughs> Yo, hilarious! I gotta go watch the game now. Uh, can you <clears> say the rugby games are cool to watch? Definitely serious competition. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think um, one you just. One, you know, people can be competitive, but just to be able to get out there, have fun, and interact with others is always still. Um, yeah. But I mean, we love dodgeball until we get hit, but it's fun to be out there running, but like, you're not going to get me. Like, uh, yep. You got me. Ah, you know, yep. Just to be out there. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, this bitch. Okay. Um, so let's talk about empowerment. What empowers you despite what you have been through? Now it's my family. Um, now it's my family. I, I don't. Now it's my family. I, I do it for them. I, I I don't. They don't need to have dead weight to carry. Mm-hmm. So I, I I live to make sure that they are good. Um, and I guess other people. I, I kind of I am. I know I, not. It's, I I know people look at me. I know there's people looking at me. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of that kind of, you have that sense of you got to do it for somebody behind you. Mm-hmm. And that kind of keeps me going and keeps me powered. And the word of God, like, you know, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't always read my word the way I should, but um, I, I do know it in my heart. Um, and that keeps me going that the word will just pop back into me. The spirit mm-hmm. scriptures will just keep me going. The Holy spirit will bring it back. Holy spirit reactivate. So, mm-hmm. yes. um, <laughs> um, but that's what keeps me empowered. Yes, I love it. Um, and it's so needed. And being a survivor, what does that mean to you? I'm not scared of too much. I, I know I know what I've been through. I know what I really can handle. Um, being a survivor taught me how strong I am. I, I, I'm, I'm, 
Yeah, I'm pretty strong. I can. I, I don't like taking a lot, but I know if I have to, I have to. You just got okay. It is what it is. Let's go. Let's just just put it on my back. And let me figure out. Let's shoot. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. I I got another question, but I want to pause for a second because you also shared about how people are looking at you, and as frustrating as that could be sometimes. Um, no matter where you are, it's always somebody that's looking at you or they're inspired in a sense by you because you are still going. They don't always know what it takes, but just to see that you did wake up, just to see that you mm-hmm. did show up, just to see that you are still pushing and trying shows that whatever was going on behind the curtain, you pushed past that to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to hate it growing up because like the kids would be like, you know, look, I'm like, I'm actually look at me like I'm not perfect. I'm going to mess up. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that they are there helps you to be more conscious of the decisions that you're making, of the moves that you're making. Um, yeah. And then when you do go off track, you're like, all right, so this is what happened. I'm human. I'll explain if yourself. You yep. If you get in this situation, I encourage you to do X, Y, and Z. But if you mess up too, there's still ABC. Yep. That sort of. um, so is, do you feel like it's a weight sometimes being an inspiration? Uh, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it's overwhelming um, because I want to be petty Jen sometimes and I can't be petty Jen because somebody is <laughs> going to... Um, be like, wait a minute, sis, what you, what you doing? Don't you do that. Mind your business. Um, but <laughs> to kind of no, no, because I don't, I don't think about it that much. I guess. Um, mm-hmm. and because because as humans, we want to be better every day. We want to be right. we have growth. So I'm not trying to put myself in positions a lot to have mm-hmm. to fix something. I try to be having much integrity as possible, just in everyday decisions. So. I think that helps where you don't have to think about it as much if you're already walking in a sense of integrity, already walking, like, okay, you know, God's watching me. That's that's the ultimate. Like, you know, God's always watching right. you. So right. keep your stuff together, G. Like, that's, right. that's, that's and, enough. And it's funny because um, my pastor just wrote a book, My Angel, My Ally. And in a book, it talks about how the angels are always watching because they're fascinated mm-hmm. by us. And I'm like, dang, I didn't, I didn't do some things. And my angels probably shouldn't have Right when it's like, Dad, I just messed up again. I'm like, look, angels, I'm human. Let me beg y'all. Just right. pray. Give me right exactly. with you. Go back up and bring me to, you know, how to get out of this the next time. Um, but God is watching. The angels are watching. People are watching. But most importantly, like you said, God, and you're hoping that he's pleased. But the most amazing part, too, is that um, he knows. He knows us before we even thought to do whatever it is that we're going mm-hmm. to do. Um, and that we can ask the Holy Spirit to activate, 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 and then we can get back on the right track. Yep. Um, and that's refreshing. Um, and for that, I'm grateful. That grace and mercy. For sure. New every morning. For sure. New every morning. Um, so we talked about a little bit about what motivates you. What would you say is like a theme song? Do you have a theme song? Like the kind of song that kind of, you know, like when people want to exercise or do something. Okay. All right. Theme song. I be having so many. Been on the mood. Oh man, I was supposed uh-huh. to know this. I had it and I forgot it. Um, my theme <laughs> song would be. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm drawing such a blank. What's your so oh, a song for this week? A song for this month? The last song that kind of was uh, like, yeah. Uh, what is it? Watch the throne. Who gonna stop me? I think that one right now. I think that's the the mode I'm in right now. I uh, can't nothing like stop me. I'm I'm kind of like laser focused right now. I got a mm. I got a goal and I'm trying to achieve a certain thing in about mm. 10 years. So I'm kind of hyper focused on that. That's that's so the, the song would be um I think it's uh, who gonna stop me. 
I like it. Um, I like that because sometimes we do get caught up on other things or we think another thing is supposed to be happening. I was talking to somebody the other day. They're like, why aren't you worried about this, Jen? Or when is going to happen, Jen? When God wanted to happen, right now I'm kind of focused on A, B, and C. And sometimes people be like, well, why are you not doing blah, blah, blah? But everything comes in this time. And as you said, like, uh-huh. this is your season for you to be in this program. So the, the next door that you need to open. And sometimes we get so caught up on what we wanted to happen that we miss that door that leads to many other doors. Um, but being focused on the things you should be focused on. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Would you say you have a... Um, a quote that you live by or thought, huh. a mantra, affirmation? I, I'm not, it's, it's not a great quote. I need to get a better one. Um, but my, my one thing I live by is say la vie. Okay. Say la vie, such is life. Because mm-hmm. um, life just, you, mm-hmm. you can't, or you try to control it. You try to, mm-hmm. you try to steer it, but things right. happen. So right. such is life. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 that's one of my, mantras and that's helped me get through that's helped me get through some of the bad times like that's life come on right right and not necessarily you said it's not a good one but actually you're acknowledging that this is a part of life where we're going to keep on going the best way we know how so i think that's the most important part because sometimes we can get stuck in it and then we can't get out of it and it's mm-hmm. like uh, am i going to move forward or am i going to stay in this um so hey Really true, such is life. Such is <laughs> we're gonna life. keep it going. Um, so we have another day. I was like, You gotta be kidding me. I went down to bed. I was like, Guys, <sighs> yep, all right. A couple minutes later, it was back to how it should be. Thank yep. you, Lord, for fixing that. <laughs> you yep. gave me a little scare, but I was I gonna be like, We're gonna roll with it. Um, but sometimes it is where you're rolling with it and it's not rolling, and you're like, oh. <sighs> But such is life. Such is life. That's that's it. Say la vie. Say la vie. So which leads me to Harris Hope and Humor. How did that come about? We wanted to show people what interable life was about. We wanted to kind of bring awareness to what interable couples are. Um, and that you can in a wheelchair still have a family, have a life, do fun things, have kids. Uh, well, kid, kid. I, I thought it was another one coming in the no, future. No. Okay. Okay. Kid. Um but you still can live and it's it's difficult, mm-hmm. it's hard. I had a rough two and a half, three years the last couple of years. It was my body was under attack and just just broke down. I was just broke. Like my body was just broke. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm better now and um I'm ready to share like I want to share that with people. Like, you know, you don't first of all, you don't have to go through these things I went through. Let me tell you, listen, there's a nutritionist for spinal cord patients. Mm-hmm. So if you you're in a wheelchair and you don't you want to lose that quiet belly or whatever. There's nutritionists for that. There's, there's there's so many resources out there now for us. Like, I, I just want to share that, and that's what we wanted to do was share with people. Um, and like I said, Tierra just she took it and ran with that thing, and I was just like, okay. I was just like, hey, let's just go on YouTube. Yeah, and we did YouTube, and then it's just like, oh, let's go to Instagram with it, and then TikTok, and it was just like, all right, we're just doing things, and it's like it's flowing. We have opportunities presenting to us. Um, and just it's it's good. I love the I love the progression of it. I love how it's going, and I'm happy that it's helping people. And people just message sometimes randomly, just say this helped me. And I follow you for this, and like, you don't even know they're following you. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't even know who's looking at you. And then people are like, yeah, I, I watch your stuff. You guys really helped me. That idea for such and such work. I was like, oh, I just be throwing stuff out there, but I you never it. know what's going to stick. Right, right. You never know. Um, <laughs> um, it's funny how you're saying how it has blossomed from so many 
from one thing to so many more. And it's like, you know, the favor of your wife. I was, um, a friend had a man's got to the altar last week. And one of the pieces uh, was, what's a wife? And they were talking about, you know, a man, if I don't quite find a good thing, or the same favor. So it's like, you know, you gave her a food, she made a meal out of it. You gave her this idea and it's now, you know, blowing your mind, but it's also helped you to connect with so many different people um, mm -hmm. to be able to really push your vision of what it is that you're trying to do, which is amazing. Uh, because it goes beyond just you two, you know, yeah. those hashtags help you to connect with others. And they're like, oh, well, how did you do that? Because as you post something, they're intrigued of, oh, or they just mm -hmm. want to know, like, you know, I was having a bad day. How do you stay motivated? Yeah. Um, and again, it's just amazing. So with the name of it, though, Hope and Humor, why Hope and Humor? How did that come about? Because that's 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 my life. That's that's our life, too. Now, <laughs> like for me, it was that's like. You would come to the hospital. When I first got injured, you come to the hospital. I'm cracking jokes to make you feel better so that you're not crying. You're not upset. You're not depressed that I'm that I'm paralyzed. So I'm a cracker joke. So you mm. can let lighten up and we not talk about it. So that's yeah. my. um My big thing is to just laugh, just have fun with life and intermingled in that. Is, it causes you to have hope because it's like it's not that bad. Mm. It's you. You you can make it. You can get yeah. through it. We're going to figure it out. You're going to look it up on Google. You're going to YouTube it. You're yes. going to pray about it. You're going to just cry about it 10 minutes, and then you're going to try to pick yourself up off that floor. Mm -hmm. And that's 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 what it's about. That's a big one. You said the humor part of, you know, you crack your jokes that somebody doesn't feel bad. Um, but then you being able to go see your sport to help you laugh in those moments where he's like, all right, the curtains are closed yeah. now. That was crazy out there. Yeah. How did you get those parts of um you know, what are some pieces that you do to help you to stay on track of those? Because again, the curtains have to close after a while. You have to kind of like breathe after a while, you know? How does yeah, that when, I, when I get to my point, I reach out. They, my, my homies, they know they're like, oh, this man, he going there. He in his feelings. Here we go. And I just have to just, you know. Wait, wait, wait. Guys getting feelings? Yes. You got to. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll tease. I'll tease. Wait, wait. Please turn the chat off, too. Please turn the chat off. Please turn the chat off. <laughs> um, but yeah, you gotta sometimes just just let it out. Um, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm I'm working on trying to let it out a little more, and not mm -hmm. hold it in as much because I like that. I'm a I'm a loner in that sense where I can just hold everything in. But um, mm -hmm. I'm going through therapy and working. I mm -hmm. actually missed therapy for a little while, and I had to find a therapist. And like I kept stalking. I'm like, you ready? Can I, can I come? Can I come? Yes. Just, yes. you gotta you gotta work on yourself daily. It's it's hard. Absolutely. People don't understand Absolutely. you always working on yourself. They say have a kid. Okay. You have a kid and you're still growing up while your kid is mm -hmm. growing up. You get mm -hmm. married, you still gotta grow and develop and right. learn. And you're you're growing and adjusting, your spouse is growing and adjusting. It's it's, it's like tectonic plates is just always moving in right friction. It's just and not a bad friction, it's just y'all grooving and y'all changing and just melding and figuring each other out again. And just it's it's nice, it's decent, but it's work as well. You gotta stay grounded and stay connected the whole time. Absolutely, absolutely. It is work as well. Um, Lance said, I'm being nice. I, um, I saw, I gotta turn the chat off. I, just, I keep laughing. <laughs> um, but but you know, that's important. Um, another thing that you said is about therapy, and over here at Gen Cares, we are advocates for therapy because we're trying to normalize the importance of mental wellness. Um, and knowing that sometimes you need to talk some things out because we hold so much and eventually you do explode and then you don't want to explode on the wrong person yeah. um, in the wrong way because once you have cracked that egg, you can't really put it back together. You got to make something with it and hope is that you're making something that the other person is able to take in to say, okay, you were having a bad day. Um, mm. 
And it's yeah. as simple as sometimes telling people, today's been a lot. I need a moment um, so that they know how to best support you and saying what your moment looks like. My moment couldn't look like you don't talk to me for a couple hours. It could yeah. be that you're around, but you're quiet in the room. So that when I am ready to talk, you're there. Um, but whatever that looks like. Um, and again, we talk about the importance of it. And I was joking about, you know, men having feelings because sometimes we forget that men do have feelings, that they do go through things, that they are um, managing life. And being ahead of a household, a father and a husband, there's sometimes it's like, you still want to make sure things are taken care of in your household and it could be overwhelming um, mm -hmm. among other things for a black male. Uh, yeah. But, you know, you want to be able to support and that therapy helps with that. It helps you to be able to let some out of that balloon every so often, like, up, oh, it's getting yeah. too full. I got to let some out. I got to let yeah. some out. And it does help. And I appreciate that piece of sharing it to help any men that are watching to know that therapy is important and beneficial yes. men and female men well and female knowing that it is important to be able to just share with someone um it's a new show called the grand crew have you seen it i've heard about it yeah i watched uh, a couple episodes watched a couple episodes of it and i'm, I'm sad because i don't know that they're going to make it but i love what they stand for i love what they stand for and in the last episode they were talking about the one of the guys was going to therapy and um I just enjoyed the process of him processing what was going on with him with his therapist and sharing that with his friends, being comfortable to share that. Um, and again, I just, again, love that they were normalizing the importance of being able to talk to somebody. His friend was having um, trouble with relationships and he's like, no, my therapist likes me. So are you shifting what's going on and making it seem like, you know, that's what it's supposed to be? It was like, no. And then he's going to his therapist to make sure he's telling his friend the right thing. I was like, yes, I love it in action. Um, and then him identifying that he was, um, you know, shifting to his you know, relationship issues onto this therapist and finding out that he did need another therapist and actually got a male therapist and it worked out great and things like that. But again, just the importance of knowing how important therapy is. The representation matters because it's African-Americans on that show mm -hmm. and they're talking about the importance of therapy. Mm -hmm. I love my skills of therapy because it is good. It is needed. If you need it, call somebody. Let me know. I yes. connect you with somebody that can help you talk to your things. Um, so with the humor, I love it. We got to laugh at some things. But why is that hope important? Why is the hope important? The hope is what keep you going. The humor just it pacifies. The, hu the humor is just a pacifier. It, it don't do anything. It really is just literally just takes a little mm. of the edge off of it. But mm. you got to have that hope to keep going. That's the driving force behind it. Mm. The humor pacifies. Sit there mm. for a second. That's all I do is it, lifts it up a little bit because you're laughing. But eventually, mm -hmm. when they laugh, then it's like, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> this still stinks, you know? Um, and it's that hope to help us to go forth of this too shall pass. You know? Yes. Yep. This too shall pass. Such is life. But this, I won't be here always. I can get past this and then help somebody else pull them up. And it's not that crackle barrel mentality. And I love that about you as well because it's like, I want to help others to know what it is that. You know they could be supported as. Um, yeah. And you share like you do like mentoring and things of that sort. Can you share about one of the experiences that made it? Yes, this is what I need to be doing. Um, I had this one young boy. He um met him about four or five years ago. Um, he was young when he got shot. I think he was like seventeen, and. I went to go see him and he was kind of quiet. He didn't really say much. He um, kept to himself. 
but his mom, she she took me aside and she talked to me for like two hours after I talked to him. Um, because it was like my second time meeting him. And she was mm-hmm. like, Thank you so much. Um, you know, he don't talk much, he don't say much, but you really are helping him. He's taking all this on he's he's understanding what this life is gonna be like afterwards. Um now granted the young man didn't really talk to me that much afterwards after he got out of the hospital, but mm-hmm. I felt like I gave him just enough to get going and I seen him later on a couple years ago and he's he's doing well, he looks good, like he looks fine. Mm-hmm. He had a little girl, or whatever, like it was just letting him know like you you can do this like you know i came rolling there with my locks and all like i was just he's like oh like i was like no you you don't have to stay in this crappy chair yeah. and in his in these scrubs like you could you can put yourself together and yeah. look like something and still feel like somebody and once you get out of here it's, it's it gets better you just have to get make it better it's not mm-hmm. gonna get better on its own not gonna get better on its own i'm still eating on that humor pacifies hope <laughs> is the drive that was good friends don't forget that was good but I also love uh, that piece of you know, like being inspiration to the young man. And sometimes we are trying to encourage people and it seems like they aren't listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I'm sure he doesn't really talk, but uh, you, what you did say did help because they could see the difference. So they saw that light bulb that went off in that child as well. Um, what, um, thank you so much for joining us, Stuart. Um, what are some things that you want us to walk away with as it relates to hope and humor, as it relates to life, as it relates to such is life, as it relates to humor as a pacifier? I love it. I love it, friends. I'm taking that one. Um, what is something that you want us to walk away with? I don't really want y'all to walk away with nothing, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, basically that don't you don't have to give up no matter what your faith no matter what you're facing no matter what you're facing is is the sun is going to shine again you're going to come out from it um every day is not going to be like this um i've, I've faced death a couple times um and i didn't know if if i would make it but through the grace of god and everything else like i did and it just gives you ammunition and gives you fuel fuel for the next trial and tribulation like okay Okay, you have a little more energy than you had the last time. You don't realize it, but you do. You have a little more energy to make it up further than you did the last time. So don't don't quit. Just just keep going. Just yeah. Again, you have to feel your emotions. You have to feel your feels. But after that moment is passed, get back to the grind and do what you need to do. Have it. Y'all be sure to follow Harris Hope and Humor. You can go to their website at www.harrishopeandhumor.com. Or you can find them on social media at Harris Hope and Humor. Be sure to see what they got going on. They have an amazing blog. What are some other things people can find if they follow you or check out your website? Uh, you can follow us on TikTok. We just be doing crazy stuff on TikTok now. Um, and we be on Instagram. Here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do Instagram. We're about to um, come back with a podcast again. My schedule oh. got a little crazy. I went from stay-at-home dad to full-time worker, so I'm trying to just um figure out how to work it out but we're trying to bring a podcast where just me and my mm-hmm. wife we talk about living as an interable couple still but just regular mm-hmm. life things like just okay yeah we we interable but when we sit down we look the same and we still mm-hmm. go through regular issues like everybody else so we yeah. just want to give our take and our view on it i can only imagine i can't wait till that goes so i can tune in and listen because <laughs> it's gonna be some foolishness some good foolishness going on <laughs> at the average hope and humor yep. always some Still shenanigans <laughs> Yeah, again, y'all check them out. Again, that is Harris Hope and Humor. You can go to their website, harrishopeandhumor.com, and follow them on social medias at the handle at Harris Hope and Humor. Are there, um, is that the handle for all of your different? Yes. 
Yep, okay. that is. Yep, Harris Open okay. Humor. Yep. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh oh, let me go to these comments for a second. What these you comments, say, your I, listen, I ain't got nothing to do with that, man. That's that's you. That's all you, oh. Mister. That's you. I. Oh goodness, Sandy said. Oh man, I missed it. I hey, watched it. Uh, Lance said, great show, proud of you. Did anybody have any questions they wanted to ask? I'd be so excited in the conversation, but if you have anything, let me know. Let's find out what you're saying. Cindy said, I was singing to you the other day, Leon. You always told me how to navigate my iPhone. I still suck. <laughs> Miss you, bro, and proud of you. I love Miss it. Miss you too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Please be nice to him when he off this live. I know he did some stuff in the beginning. Give him some hope. I'm going to give him some hope. You give him I don't know. Y'all work it out. Y'all work it out. <laughs> Andrea said, congrats, Harris. Hopefully Thank you. Here. Yes. Y'all check them out. They're doing some amazing things. Again, I really did enjoy the blog, reading different posts, um, hearing about your little one and how she is growing. As you said, she's 34. And that's how it normally works, too, because, you know, they are so smart and gravitating. Be like, no, but this is how it should be. This is how it should go. Um, so grateful for, you know, her continuing to thrive. This was really good. I just wait one more second in case anybody did have a question or another comment that they wanted to share. I God do truly thank you so much. No problem. Thank Julia. you for having me. Anytime, anytime. Because hey, I want people to know that we could survive. We are surviving rather, and that hope and humor plays such a big part. Um, still stuck on that. Humor is a basketball. I like it. Um, and I hope it's a drive. Um, and I want us to remember that and not forget that. So, again, be sure to follow them. If you have any questions, they have a podcast that has some answers and things of that sort. But, again, be sure to follow them. If you got a question, ask them. They're yes. about to have a podcast. You have some topic ideas. Let them know. Um, so they can go. Why she saying watch your purse? What, what you do, uh, don't Leon? Don't worry about it. People, the, the, the people just bring up old news. I, I, I don't know what they talking about. I'm, I'm handicapped. <laughs> well, at least we virtual, so my purse is good, Sandy. But uh, I'm gonna have to hear that story another time. Uh, <laughs> when I said, "Nice job, Lee." Thanks, Bob. We have a little spam person in here. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, you um, saw my eye sure. pop up in the middle. I was like, "That looked yeah, like some other sure stuff." Yeah, I'm not sure what those I But um, this is really, really cool. Again, I thank you so much. Y'all be sure to follow them to stay in the know when they do start their podcast. I'm excited to hear the different stories that they're going to talk about. Um, Just to be able to educate us on all things of life, all walks of life. Mm -hmm. And again, I thank you so very much for joining us. May you have a great, great evening. You too. Thank you so much. Have a good night, everybody. All right. Tonight's guest was Leon Harris for our hope and humor. Oh, my goodness. I laughed. My cheeks. They went up a little bit. That was pretty fun. I hope that you all enjoyed it. Be sure again to follow our guests. We thank them so much for joining us. And don't forget our quote of the day. Hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. And that's by the late Desmond Tutu. And it was funny when I was pulling quotes for this, um, he came to mind because he actually did the speech uh, or the... I guess that's what it's called. I don't know the words. I can't think of it. Um, at my graduation some years ago. And I wish I really paid attention to what they'd be saying. We was just excited to be graduating and be over. Um, but that quote is still important. And he has some good points to say that day. I just don't know what it was. But he said, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. Friends, you and I can make it through and keep on surviving. Be sure to join us next week as we will have Sandra Atkinson. For broken to be a blessing. Oh, I'm excited for that. 
I can't wait to tell y'all. Y'all got to come next week for me to tell y'all what I want to tell y'all about that. Because if I tell you now, you're not going to go back. So come back next week to find out what it's about. But again, I thank you all so much for joining us. I love you all for real. Until next time, peace. Thanks for joining Jen Cares Powered by Chosen Podcast this week. Make sure to visit our website at chosencounselors.com. That's chosen with a Z. To follow us, stay in the know, and most of all, never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode as we specialize in bringing the community to you.